This is the Goal Crush Podcast, a resource for setting, approaching, and achieving personal goals. Where your co-hosts, Margaret and Christy, share their experience crushing and crashing their way towards success, and sometimes failure, to inspire and encourage personal growth in your everyday life. Episode 9, Random Musings on How to Clean Your House. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. Um, I can't believe we're doing this. (laughs) I know. We've had a lot of challenges, mostly on my end, which will explain the bad audio here as well, or different audio than Yeah, we'll see how bad it is, right? Yeah. Or good or different. Yes. Um, Which would involve me and a glass of wine and my laptop and Mercury Retrograde fucking me over right before I decided to leave. Right? So you don't have a laptop right now, and you're recording on your phone, because we had some advice that that was really the best alternative audio source versus me recording your voice from, like, my computer with my mic. So um, we will see how this works. I was so ready to throw in the towel and be like, maybe just not this week. And so I'm really proud of us. I'm really proud of us, too. And I should clarify, I'm recording on my phone and my dad's phone. One phone (laughs) to talk to you, one phone to record on. Right? We are making this work. So we have FaceTime on one of our phones, on her phone, I believe. And then she's using her dad's phone voice memo to record. That way she'll be able to send me a voice file, like a correct file for me to edit and put these together. So it's going to be awesome. Very proud of us for just showing up. Because sometimes I think that's what you need is a gold star for showing up. Oh my God, yes. I think sometimes the literal hardest part of anything is just doing it. I went to a yoga class once with like a very, um, I'm sure you've heard the story, <laughs> but a really crazy guy in San Francisco, very intense, like at least a hundred people in this room. It was hardcore and we were like halfway through this, I mean, monster power flow. And he goes, some people say, you know, it's a good thing that you just showed up. And I don't believe that. I think showing up is just showing up. And I remember being like, I hate you. <laughs> No, because I'm like literally sitting over here going, fuck that guy and fuck yeah, that guy. Yeah, and it was just like not what I imagined as like a great message because his message was all like go harder, go as hard as you can, which I think is just, it could be so dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready to do that. But I do think just showing up sometimes, even though you know it's not going to be perfect, is all you need to do. And that's what yeah. we're doing. Um, but let me share what I did really quickly since we just spent all that time talking about how great we are for just recording. <laughs> Um, let's talk about what we did this last couple weeks. So I have become, or I've made steps towards becoming a morning person. I saw that on Instagram and I'm very impressed because this is not the time of day that I think of as being your uh, productive hours. (laughs) I know. I've always been a night owl. Um, but as I've, I've done more research in productivity and, you know, not necessarily thinking that productivity is like the sign of all like a, of your achievement or how good you're doing. But just in um, finding more hours in the day for me to do the things I like to do, meditation, journaling, um, exercise, the things that make me feel a lot better in my life that I wasn't finding time to do. And every resource that I went to was like the morning. 
get up earlier, go to bed earlier. And I was like, no, I need something else. But now I'm trying it. And, you know, I've been going to bed earlier and getting up earlier. And I asked my friends on Instagram, um, on my account, you know, what do you do? And they gave, all gave me really great advice, um, which maybe I can share on the Gold Crush. But I have been going to bed at like 10-ish and naturally getting up at like 6, 6.30, 6 o'clock, which I didn't realize gave me so much more time to do things. So um, that's a goal I'm working towards, but something I've felt like I've put some real effort and seen some gains on in the past week, becoming a morning person. At some point, we'll, we'll do an episode on morning routines because I am a morning person and my morning routine is a big part of me just feeling healthy and grounded for the rest of the day. Right. So It really does set the foundation. Yeah. And as someone that isn't a morning person, saying that, <laughs> I think, no, really means something like- that I found even when I, I mean, like, as I've gotten older, it's a bit easier, I think, as well. But um, realizing that a morning routine is helpful. So what have you done? Yeah. What did you do this week? So I, and I think it broke before Mercury went retrograde, oh, but I didn't God. get around to fixing it until after Mercury retrograde, which says a lot. My uh, vacuum, the, um, yeah. The vacuum broke. I knew right away when it stopped working that I was like 99% sure that it was just the um, the belt, which at least for me is a replacement I can do on my own mm-hmm. vacuum. And But it took me like literally five weeks to take the vacuum apart, which is not hard. Um, check that it was in fact the belt that broke. Get the replacement belt and put the replacement belt on. How many but- weeks is it broken? Uh, too many. Let's go with that. I mean, and you have three animals in your house, so yeah, I can I understand like what an important piece of what an important appliance this is for you. Yes, and I will <laughs> say this: like part of the reason the belt broke is I probably hadn't cleaned the vacuum right. with enough time, and that's one of the things. Like, if you have a lot of cat hair, or when my hair was really long, it's actually worth it to take the vacuum apart and clean it out. Because it turns out to help the vacuum. So, uh, talking about cleaning, because I feel like we could definitely go in depth on um, vacuum cleaners right now. But that's what this episode is about: is cleaning, yes. chores, getting these, um, like cleaning your house, making sure your house is clean via chores. So, why don't we go ahead and hop into that episode? I think that's exactly it. It was. I will be clear. Part of fixing my vacuum was so I could get back on doing my chores. Right? So here we go. Um, right after this break, you'll, we'll talk all about getting chores done and cleaning your house. So, yes, I am back on the chore wagon. Um, uh, I was, I mean, I know we've dropped Mercury retrograde a few times in, the, in just the last few minutes. Um, so Mercury and retrograde, if you're not familiar is a time in the um, astrological world where um, technology has trouble. Um, There's a lot of miscommunication. You shouldn't be signing contracts or making new commitments, starting new jobs. Um, But it also can just sort of feel like a (laughs) shitstorm. 
Yeah. And uh, when you say Mercury is retrograde, it's actually an astronomy term. That means that the planet <laughs> appears to be traveling backwards. So if you looked up in the night sky when Mercury is retrograde, it looks like it's actually going backwards, not forwards. Hence the term. Um, all planets do this. I was actually talking to someone like I was blaming some shit at work on Mercury being retrograde. He is not an astrology person. And he went... He's like, and do you mean like astronomy? And I was like, no, what the fuck do you mean? So yes, it turns out you really can observe it in the night sky when it goes retrograde. Yes, you can. Um, but it's sort of this famous astrology thing. People that follow their signs, like their horoscopes, um, get their you know cards read and things. One of those woo-woo things that it's, it's a big deal because everyone sort of feels it. And so during that time, I know I felt it in a way that I could not keep my house clean. For the life of me, I was leaving a trail everywhere I went, and I just couldn't get it together. And that's pretty natural for me, though. And and the unnatural thing is who I've become in my ability to keep my house clean (laughs) and and how many chores I can do. Yeah, and I actually – and I have to say, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten much better at keeping my house clean and neat. Um which is not a natural inclination for me. I do prefer it clean. I don't give a shit about neat usually, but I'm getting a lot better about both of those things. So Yeah, me too. So a little backstory on my relationship with chores and cleaning. (laughs) Um, I'm sure there is a photo floating out there that my father took of my room in high school that is just – maybe everybody has one of these where, like, your floor is completely covered and it's sort of like a foot deep – and, like, your – I was just a mess in high school, too. Like, a mess. My life was a mess. But, like, my my surroundings were a physical mess. Um, I always hated chores, even though I had them. I um, I remember really disliking them. But being a Virgo, like, back to, I guess, our horoscopes, <laughs> we're going to use that as sort of, like, a touchstone throughout this. I really love organization. I love things being organized on a counter and in a cabinet and bins. And I think for a while it was an all or nothing sort of mentality that it was either going to be perfect or I wasn't going to care at all. And then on top of that, with depression, one of my main sort of external signs that I'm depressed is that my house is a mess. It's become a huge sign for me, like a signifier that – I'm not doing okay. My mental health is not okay. I'm not emotionally strengthened at at any time because, you know, there's piles of laundry. The dishes haven't been done in ages. I could probably vacuum. Like the litter box is completely out of control. And I know that I've had to, as I've learned to create a baseline and not in my battle with depression, that doing my chores and keeping a clean house actually supports my mental health even and so it's like as long as I can keep these chores in place and keep everything clean it actually keeps me from feeling bad so that's how I've you know experienced you know cleaning and chores in my life and how it affects me and why it's become such a priority yeah, and I don't know that my mom ever took a picture of my room, but um, you were describing my room in high school, I too. Mean, maybe I'm describing everybody's room in high school. I don't know. I will say this. My mom 
shout out to my mom here. Um, she read, I think, once in like Ann Landers to pick your battles with your kids. And she just decided our rooms weren't a battle she wanted to have and was pretty um, willing to let us deal with it ourselves, mm-hmm. i.e. not get annoyed by it, um, with like a few caveats of like, don't have gross food in the rooms and stuff like that. Um, and I Don't let I, things rot. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate it because I think in a lot of ways it did at least make me decide that if I was the one living like that, it was my choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like the more I have gotten older and the more I have had my own places, that the better I've become about housekeeping. But I think so too. That's so true. uh, Yeah. And I was going to say, it's not necessarily a sign of depression for me, but I do think I am happier and just feel more... um, grounded when my house is at least decently put together i'm not that bothered by dirty clothes on the floor in the bathroom or something like that but i also like vacuuming regularly and trying to get the dishes done and stuff like that just it makes everything a little bit easier and feel a little bit better in my life so that's why i've come to being better about it um i also think it's just kind of nice when like I end up like a friend stops by and I don't feel embarrassed about my house. I'm still not the world's best ha- housekeeper, but I try to like avoid embarrassment. That's my standard. <laughs> That's a good one. But I mean, this is all I think. It, I think there are some roommates of mine that would find it hilarious that I'm doing like an episode on cleaning your house because I was a mess when I was younger and I had to learn all of this and the, th- the systems and strategies I have in place did not happen overnight. No. Um, at all. And I I think that sometimes people are too hard on themselves. And I think it's Brene Brown who wrote in like one of her books, one of the many books, right? <laughs> that it was like, if you are feeling like you can't like let people into your home or you can't like, um, you know, be a real person with a dirty house, like don't let that, that's, that's not how you should live your life. So I'm not saying like your house needs to be clean and perfect in order for um, you to be a healthy person, right? I think that we should all be able to, like, be authentic and real and know that there are messes. But, like, know that there are tools you can use to feel better by, you know, cleaning and doing your chores. Yeah, and I think one of the things I've also really gotten better about is realizing my house doesn't have to be perfect. And that's, like, and I think that's one of the things about house cleaning. Here's the thing, like, there are excellent housekeepers out there. My mother is an excellent housekeeper. My grandmother was an excellent housekeeper. I know how to clean a house, but I'm also not going to like, I'm just, I have other stuff going on and I'm not going to overthink it. The idea of inviting someone over because like I haven't dusted above my window uh, and my door jams and stuff like that, which is a place that I know to dust. I also dust my, I have like a beautiful, um, crown molding and uh, oh, that is like a twice a year type of situation i dust them i try to dust them once a month and frankly like it does make a difference but that's the type of thing where i grew up where it's like my grandpa did that every week like super on top of shit like that <sighs> right okay so why don't we talk about strategies and systems that we have in place in order to do these things and you know make sure that our houses are clean <laughs> yes. yes so you just mentioned you know like weekly monthly you know quarterly by yearly I think that knowing that some chores aren't going to get done all the time is so important. (laughs) Yes. And I have 
struggled slash been toying with a cleaning schedule since I moved into this house. Um, A Bowl Full of Lemons, which is a great cleaning blog and Instagram to follow. Um, She's fantastic. She also has a great book on house cleaning. And if you don't know how to house clean, and I do actually think it's a skill, there are resources out there like dust before you vacuum and sweep. It actually will make things easier. I had to learn that. I had to learn to like wipe the counters off before you vacuum. And I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think a bowl full of lemons has a great um, set of resources. It's also really okay not to know what cleaning solutions to use on stuff. And I keep a pretty decent um, set of things to be used because it does like... I don't have a marble uh, coffee table anymore, but I used to have a marble coffee table. Marble's actually really soft, so I couldn't use all of my cleaning products on it, so I had a special stone cleaner for it. Things like that are... Yeah, I am team, like, just clean it all with one thing. Like, get an all-surface solution and just go with it. And, like, I honestly don't think... I mean, unless maybe you have, like, super expensive furniture that's, like, you know, made from gold... Or, like, you know, like, maybe a heritage piece of, like, furniture that's, like, some oak or something. But I think that I'm I'm cool with just using, like, an all-purpose or even just a vinegar and water. Oh, vinegar and water is, like, so powerful. most of the work done. Like, I don't – I'm not someone that needs a lot of housing. That's also, like, when I moved into – Back to Portland when I purged everything, I obviously didn't fly with cleaning supplies. <laughs> so it was one of those things that I had to restock when I moved back into my house. And I chose two things. I got an all-surface and I got a bathroom. I don't know why I got the bathroom one. It was like a bathroom glass when I should have just had the all-surface. It was just a moment of weakness. But, you know, I just use those for everything, even in my bathtub, because I also just do my bathtub a little bit more often, and it's just me, yeah. so that it doesn't need some sort of heavy-duty cleaner. Um, I think that the more you clean, the, the less harsher chemicals you need. But, I mean, I, I think that I'm just a one spray and, like, one microfiber cloth, like, all over my house type of person. Yeah, and that's, like... And that is part of it. I love microfiber cloths. I have them in several different colors, which I also like when I'm doing a room. So I oftentimes can have, like, the one to dust, the one to that uses, like, wet solution on, and then I have one that might be, like, for harder scrubbing. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It helps me sometimes to remember, like, if I look at it and go yellow is for dusting and then, like, blue is for wiping no, down no, no. surfaces. I just use, no, I just use one cloth. <laughs> Like, when it's dirty, I start using a different cloth. And sometimes I just use tape, paper, towels because I'm not perfect. Um, But I think another thing I do, like, sort of switching modes, I like to keep my house within an hour of company. Mm. Um, I use having people over as a social person. I use having people over as a reason to get my house to as close to perfect as possible, right? Yeah. Um, Because I do like perfect. And I think I learned that from my parents because my parents um, are clean. But, like, they just like piles. They they organize things in a fun way that's never necessarily, like, you know, like, they just, they're clean but not necessarily neat. Yes. My mom's going to be so mad about that. I'm not trying to. (laughs) No, no. And I don't think, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that's a really good distinction. So when I started putting together a cleaning schedule, I haven't found a cleaning schedule that works. I did set as like one of the daily chores, which I never do, is uh, clear off my surfaces. It's not because they're dirty, but so much as I'm just really bad about leaving piles of stuff out. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I read somewhere that if you keep your, like Marie Kondo, I think she said, pile things vertically. 
Ah. Like, so on like a shelf, like a bookshelf is a vertical yeah. pile necessarily. Yes. It's, so if you just put all your piles vertically, it's easier for you to actually access what's in the vertical pile. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, I can see that. And yeah, and I try to like, but so I tried setting up a, a cleaning calendar. It's always on my goals. I was actually going to use this episode as like the motivation to finally do it. The idea being that like you do your floors all on Monday, you, you know, you dust all, or I should say like you dust on Monday, you do your floors on Tuesday or your bathrooms on Wednesday or whatever. But one of the things I find, and this is a tactic I think used for people who have larger homes. I live in an 800 square foot house. So it's not actually that hard for me to just do a room and to move from like one room to one room in the house. Um, and that's pretty much the way I'm most successful cleaning. I try to vacuum like twice a week because again, I have two cats and a dog and Mm -hmm. I will say this. It is true. Poodles do not shed. They still have hair people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so like, I have found that on top of this sort of like clean when there's company, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I like the, um. Bouncing off that was the, you know, within an hour of clean. So that I never, I, well, there are some nights where I'm like, I don't need to do my these chores. Like, I don't need to clean up after dinner. I don't need to, you know, do that, do the floors tonight. I don't need to do the litter box or do, there's a few things that I'll like, uh, but as soon as it gets to a certain point that I'm like, oh, this is going to take 30 minutes, I do it. Mm. Right? It's like, okay, if it's going to pee, and if I see it getting closer to like 45 minutes, I'm like, okay, now it's really time to do it. Um, but as long as I can set aside like a chunk of time, I think it's called like the Pomodoro effect. Yes. Right? Where it's like set a timer for like 10 minutes or 20. 10 minutes is like what the Pomodoro effect is. But I think the Pomodoro is 20 minutes on, five minutes off. Yeah. So it's like you set a timer. Yeah. To do something and accomplish a task or put as much work as you can for that. But I always try to, I never want to have all of my chores take longer than an hour. And I have a release. I live in a studio. I live in a small space. So I'm able to say that. And I mean like house cleaning, not like all of it, like the laundry and the sheets and that, all that. I just mean like all the like surfaces and all, uh, everything should be able to be put away and clean and ready for like presentation, I guess, um, within an hour. Yeah, I like that. I, I have, I do better by trying to say like there are just certain things that I. So, one of the problems I struggle with a lot is putting my clothes away. I'm like really great at doing the laundry and then really bad at folding them. Um, so I've, I've got been, strategies for that. Yeah, but that's like, and for me, I find like if I can keep my clothes put away, you know, clothes in the hamper, clothes hung up again whatnot it actually makes me more successful at cleaning and the house doesn't get as dirty because usually what happens is i let all the clothes pile up and then i don't vacuum and then like it just kind of gets out of control okay so i have the i've put i've perfected laundry okay it is okay so i do my laundry once a week every Mm -hmm. saturday or sunday like clockwork i have a laundry basket that everything goes in Everything, everything, everything. It doesn't get to sit in the bathroom. It doesn't get to fit on the floor. Like, if it's half clean, if I don't know what to do with it, or if I want to hang it back off, it goes into the laundry. And then my storage, everything has a place. Like, this is all very Marie Kondo, just to go back to it. Like, every shirt or every pant has a specific place in a drawer 
or at least a specific section in yeah. a drawer. And every piece of clothing that gets hung has like a hanger it goes on. Mm-hmm. And then when I, after I wash it, for a while, I, I wouldn't take things out of the dryer unless I was folding them as I took them out. So that I didn't have to separate. Like I, I never had like a clean pile of wash laundry. It was always a folded pile of clean laundry, which is so much easier than unfolded. Yeah, and that's basically where I have been moving towards. And I think you're right. Storage is really important about that. And I have to say this. If the problem that's keeping you from cleaning your house is stuff like um, clean clothes on the floor or, like, you're, you don't – if you, solving your storage problem actually makes it so easier to clean the house. So, like – So much easier. Like, so one of the things – another, like, for the laundry thing is – just to finish that thought is Marie Kondo has said that if as if you show gratitude towards your clothes <laughs> as you're folding them, it becomes a meditation and then it goes by so much faster because each item you're like, oh, thank you. I had a really good time wearing you as you fold it. <laughs> and like, oh, this is so good. I, you bring me so much joy as you fold it. And then when it's done, you're like, oh, look at all these things that bring happiness to my life. And they have a place directly where they go and so like you can sort them into those like sections you organize them in as you fold them so you can easily just like plop them into each space and it's been so dang helpful but organization oh my gosh like making sure everything has a place is key to keeping things clean versus just like shoving it all in like a certain area yeah, and it's it's funny because I don't know that people always link organization and house cleaning as going together, but I find that the more organized my home is, the more time I make sure that everything has a place. And there are weird things like I rotate my uh, closet because I have a lot of summer clothes I don't wear during the winter, winter clothes I don't wear during the summer, and rotating my closet has really helped me keep my clothes under control because the stuff that's out of season goes in storage containers under my bed. It stays there until the seasons change. I don't really miss my like heavy winter outdoor clothes during the middle of summer, and they used to take up places in my closet. I'd I live in an old Victorian. I have my house has two closets, both of which are probably smaller than the closets at your place. Like, um, it's just the nature of like a Victorian home. So as a result of that, like rotating my closet has been a really big step in me not having clothes build up. Yeah, and that's a cultural thing too. I mean, there's lots of countries where they do that, and I know that there's like services for that too now. If you don't have a place to store them, oh really? Um, yeah, I read about it about um, like on Refinery Twenty Nine or something. We'll find it and um, it, for the show notes that you can like literally have someone take away your other season's clothes to store. And it's not like paying for a storage space. It is. It like but, but it's. A little bit more of like a white glove service, I believe. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I did not grow up doing this, but I also grew up in Southern California where you wore the same clothes like 95% of the um, time. And a yeah, I don't do that. I never have. Well, one, Oregon is pretty mild. Two, um, I've really cut back on my wardrobe. Yes. We really cut back on my wardrobe. But um, before we get taken away by clothes and organization, let's talk about how we get back on the wagon after a backside. Yes, because like part of the thing with my vacuum uh, breaking and then me just not getting around to fixing it is I totally fell off the wagon on cleaning my house entirely because it just it felt kind of pointless, which is not 
<laughs> yeah. All or nothing. Yeah. And that's Sometimes what it, it feels like, well, if I can't vacuum, why would I wipe the counter? Like, and, <laughs> yeah. And one of the goals I set for myself a lot, like one of my daily goals slash goals that I'll put down in my weekly calendar is to spend 20 minutes a day cleaning. And, and that sounds funny, but I find that if I just make myself spend 20 minutes, it's like you're being an hour away from clean. Yeah. My being like, if I just do 20 minutes a day and that may become doing the dishes that night. It, it might mean that I decide to vacuum uh, all of the carpets or whatever. But like, and I can vacuum the rugs in the living room, dining room, and then in both of the bedrooms in 20 minutes. Like that's a 20 minute project for me. Then like I've done something. I think it's also worth noting we're both single women yes. that have very small living spaces. Um, and that if you're in a relationship with someone, there should be some shared responsibility. Yes. And <laughs> like I, maybe we don't need to say that, but I think that. Um, it, and shared it, it responsibility be... can be paying someone to clean your house. But both oh my of you... God, yeah. My mom had help when we were growing up. Um, when I was much younger. When I was really young, they had help. And our house was pristine all the time because yeah. my mom my, or my family because my they have a very traditional sort of like separation of um house duties um though my dad is obsessed with cleaning the floors for some reason <laughs> like a crazy person oh my god quick story sidebar yeah my um so when I moved into my studio I didn't you know how I got rid of all my cleaning spots yes. I also didn't like bring a broom with me from because why would you have brought a broom from Canada yeah and so my sister came over and um she helped me put together like a piece of furniture and it had a bunch of like styrofoam in it and it went everywhere in the tiniest little like <laughs> like little tiny sand sand of everywhere on my floors and so um and I didn't have a broom and my parents came over to sort of help us do some stuff. And my sister and I had to go pick up a piece of furniture. So we left them there. And we're like, we'll be back a broom. Okay, we'll bring it back when we come back with this other stuff. We'll go to Fred Meyer's. We'll bring back a broom. And, and then we can do this. But my dad was in my apartment for like the two hours we were gone. Just to tell you how he rolls. When I came back, there wasn't a piece of styrofoam on the ground. That's he had, impressive. With his fingers gone and picked up every single piece of styrofoam on the floor <laughs> so my dad is a bit obsessive about floors <laughs> but I mean it's important to know that as long as like having someone help you that you're paying having making sure that everyone involved in your household is helping out whether that's roommates right like yeah. I've had chore charts in roommate situations that actually worked really 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 well well, and that's why I like having a cleaning calendar. While I haven't found one that works weekly, it's really helpful for me to go back to that Google Doc and check some of the monthly stuff. I clean out my refrigerator on paydays, which is weird. Um, actually, I clean it out the weekend. I get paid every other Friday. So I clean it out the weekend. I got paid. But see, like, I that's, clean it out when I do meal prep. Yeah. And see, like, and for me, it just works. And my, my fridge is usually pretty full. Um, and stuff like that. And, but it works for me to remember to do it every other week. Like, oh, I got paid this Friday. That means this weekend I'll be cleaning out my fridge. I'm realizing that we have so much to say on this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm actually surprised because we're like, you know, we're getting to a place where we've been talking about this for 23 minutes. And I'm like, I feel like I could go on forever. Like I've had chore charts that are like a wheel mm -hmm. with three roommates so that it changes each week and some you know, you just expect everyone to do it weekly, but sometimes it doesn't happen when you're much younger. Yeah. And so, like, you just know that at least someone will do one of the things yeah. every once in a while. I've had one roommate that we had, like, the most intense char chart, chore chart. 
that I just went with because I was like, I'm an adult. I guess I could do this. But now that I look back on it, I was like, that pitch was a psycho. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, like tracking what you're doing is never bad, like at all. Yeah. So now I do more of like a habit tracking and I just say cleaning. I literally just say cleaning. And I put seven dots for me to habit track. And it's not about getting all seven of them. Mm-hmm. Is just making sure that I don't go seven days without doing any cleaning. Yeah. More than anything. Well, and like I struggle with some things. I'm really bad about keeping my car clean. And I always think that that should be a monthly <laughs> chore for me. And it's not. Oh my God, you're so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. People are like, <laughs> so bad at it. Do you it. remember? Okay, so another part of our really bad road trip. <laughs> I got into the car and we had to stop and get like wet wipes. So that you could clean it. So that I could clean it. So I was like, I can't, I'm not sitting in this fucking car. We also had to get seat covers and steering wheel covers. Oh my God, you're right. I made you get seat covers at like Walmart or something. I was like, we got to get seat covers. We got to get fucking wet wipes. I got to scrub this thing down. Yeah. Like, can we vacuum it somewhere? Like, I mean, like, again, people, the road trip where we were camping. I, I'm a weirdo. I, I I don't know. Especially, like, when I was a teenager, you should have seen my fucking car. It was a war zone. Like, a goddamn <laughs> war zone. And, uh, I mean, once my car got broken into, and it was such a mess, such a mess. It was I was in high school. That they took a bunch of stuff in the backseat. They took so much stuff in the backseat, but they didn't realize that a spare set of keys was sitting in the back. <laughs> like, um, it was a hatchback, so it was, like, the little thing that goes over the back trunk. Like, the spare keys were, like, sitting there. They literally could have had keys to steal the fucking car, but there was so much shit in it that they didn't even see them. That, so, for now, as an adult, like, for me, to, sometimes I get in cars, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. So, it's a very funny, like, 180 for me. No, and, and I can't explain why I'm just not more diligent about cleaning my car, I mean, but I'm not. I think everyone has, like, a threshold, and, like, I don't think it makes you a bad person to have a lower threshold than someone else. Yeah, and I think that that's also important to realize is, like, and particularly when you live with someone else, roommate or romantic partner, like, you guys can have different standards about what's clean. Yeah. I change my sheets every week. I change my towels at least twice a week. I've very fastidious about that. I really, that's like super important to me. Yeah. So to all their own. Um, And like, I actually read an article a while back that said that you should change your bath towels at least twice a week, given like the dampness encourages mold. And I felt really justified in my, um, I'm a, I'm a once like, uh, every, I, I I do my sheets and my towels once every two weeks. Oh yeah. No, the chances of me, I feel like I shower less than you too, which would probably freak you out too. Yeah. And, and, (laughs) That's probably true on both <laughs> levels. So, uh, um, yeah, we can do it. We can do another episode on like, like, what, what do you call cleaning your body? Uh, just general hygiene. Yeah, I guess general hygiene. <laughs> oh God, um, I'm just a dirty kid. Um, but you have a much cleaner house than I do. I know, right? You last time you were over, you were like, you're such a fastidious. What did you say? I'm very fastidious you're... about changing my sheets and my towels. Yeah, no, but you said something about like a detailed housekeeper and it, it really pumped up my spirits. Yeah. No, but I will say this, like you have become a very good housekeeper. And it took time. It yeah. took time. And, and again, like I, I know for me, like having clean sheets and changing my sheets and I do like, and I should also say I wash all of my bedding, like, Usually, 
like, and by all of my bedding, I mean like my pillows, the down comforters, stuff like that. Do you have a washer dryer at your house? I have a washer dryer at my house, but okay. So I do too. So I feel like we're sort of spoiled right now too. Yeah, um, being able to do things once a week because um, oh. I have three or sets. Or even more so than that. Let me clarify. I have three sets of sheets so that I can rotate them without doing the laundry if I want to. I had a therapist tell me once to buy more sets of sheets so that I would change my sheets more often because, like, I was like, I don't even know how to do it. And, like, I now only have one set just because, as I've, again, had to get rid of everything and had to prioritize, like, yeah. cr- cr- having more things. But, like, having a second, second set of sheets is clutch. Yes. Like, yeah. So clutch and being able to just like unmake your bed, make your bed, and you don't have to worry yes. about that. And, and when I should say, when I change my bedding, that's exactly what I do. I take it all off, I put on new bedding. I actually usually let it, like, I take it off, I usually let the bedding air out for a little bit, and then I remake it. But that way I can do my laundry. Oh, you're European like that with you wanting to air out your sheets. Yeah. So everyone has their things, people. I like clean linens. Oh my God. So, like, I make my bed every morning. I think it's. I and, like, a bunch of other really smart people think that's really important. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I was living in Canada, and I was talking to someone who's, like, from Greece, and we had the whole debate over making your bed. I guess in Europe, it's more of, like, a let your air bed air out every day. Yes. Like, yes, that you, is like, true. making your bed would be, like, gross. Yeah. Whereas I think it's super messy to not make your bed every day. And I do agree with the making your bed every day does make everything feel... Because we're smart and right. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Clearly. Um, but I do usually let my bed air out when I change the bed linens. Um, so, no, I like it. Top sheet? You're team top sheet, right? No, 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 no. Team duvet. The... So, do you wash your duvet every time? Yeah, I have multiple duvet, duvet covers. Okay, all right. No, no, no. I'm no. team top sheet. And again, and I go to Here the... Here we la- are disagreeing. Right. I think I'm right, but... And I go to the laundromat every six months and wash all of my comforters and, like... I mean, I do that. Yeah. I wash comforters and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just... I think it's gross to not use a top sheet, but as long... It, I think that the duvet is an, a definite, like, alternative. Yeah. It's as long as you're washing your duvet every we- time you wash your bottom sheet, which seems like s- way too much work. To all their own... I don't love getting like tangled up in the top sheet. I will I should add, I do switch to a top sheet during the summer um just because I find sleeping with like my duvet too heavy in the summer, but I usually put on like a flannel blanket during the summer and that's all I use, like a flannel sheet and that's all I use. I feel like the duvet way of life is actually pretty expensive too. Like the like buying a duvet, buying a duvet cover, oh, um, buying t- multiple duvet covers if you're going to be washing them all the time is actually sort of really expensive. And like when I was re, re, you know, uh, investing yeah. in bath, in sheets and comforters and bedding as I had to reinvest in everything for my life, I, I went through the, because I've oh, used duvets and covers and stuff with top sheets um, for a very long time. And I liked that, but it was just like get a comforter set or you know, for a certain amount of money and sheets or get, you know, this, this, this and that. And it adds up a lot more. So I think that's something. Yeah, no, to. and I think that's totally fair. I do think it adds some expense. Um, bedding's one of the places I spend money in my life, just like being up front there. So I don't know. I think the thing is, is like figure out what you're most comfortable with. Again, I'm okay with dirty dishes in my sink, but I like clean sheets on my bed. So there you go. Right. And like, I really like my count, my kitchen clean, but my countertops, like my kitchen and my bathroom countertops are like the most important thing to me. But like, I can go like a week and a half without 
vacuuming and like and like as long because I've got my slippers on, you know. And it's like so. It's like you have to know what's worthwhile and also know, you know, what you're capable of and setting yourself up for success. I think yes. is so important. That's totally Instead true. Feeling bad about not yeah. being a good housekeeper because guess what? Like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I don't think having a good housekeeper means you're better in any way. But I do feel better. I feel better, not because you know, like I do feel better. I am well, in and my I soul think, and I think that's it. I don't Maybe think it's programmed. I don't think it's something to like brag about, like, oh, look at I'm a better housekeeper than you. But no, it's not. And again, it doesn't matter. But I do think there's something for me personally about coming home to a house that just doesn't look like a disaster. And by the way, I will note I did go to work today, and my paralegal is going to walk into the office tomorrow morning. And probably clean up my office because she doesn't – she's going to be upset with me about how messy it is. You know, and I think that um, we live in a society where we're supposed to – everything's supposed to be perfect on the outside. And just to, like, comment on that really quickly. Yeah. It's, you know, don't do things for other people. Like, I know I said that I like to clean before company. Like, that's just a motivator for me um, in some ways. But, like, do what feels right and, like – do what makes you feel good. If that means that you sleep on sheets for longer than either of us would think was appropriate, like roll with it. Yeah. No judging here. And <laughs> like as someone where at some point we should talk about like my office is one of the biggest places I struggle to stay on top of things. And um, my paralegal is not obligated to clean my desk. Let me be clear. I'm the first person to tell her that she uh, can yell at me and I will clean my desk. But um she prefers it neater than I do. And um, she oftentimes says this is a kindness to me, which is one of the reasons I love my paralegal. <laughs> like, Oh, that's so sweet. What's your paralegal's name? Naya. Naya. Shout out to Naya for <laughs> keeping Margaret in check. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like we rambled about chores and cleaning. And then I tried to take it all back by being like, it's okay if you're dirty. <laughs> I think like the thing is, is it's harder get it all back after like doing a little bit of housework every day or every couple days is that's that's how I changed and how I became better about becoming a house like a better housekeeper because I used to just be an all or nothing like every two weeks got to clean everything and it just that's really hard I think also um and this I think that if you have too much stuff it will always keep you from keep having an organized home. Bottom like line, this. Marie Kondo Bottom is line. right. Yeah, you know, like, you can't clean a space that's chock full of stuff you don't need. Nope. And uh, you can't clean a mess in some ways, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So it's that's something worthwhile, too. But I feel like we could talk about this like four hours, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, but thanks for listening, and we hope you found something good about that can help you um, – clean a little bit better and smarter. Oh my God. I feel like we could have talked about cleaning forever. And... Turns out it's something we're both very uh, interested in and have a lot more to say than either of us realized. I know, right? I feel like we, um, that was really focused on like getting cleaning done around the house. Yes. Also, Wasn't I feel it? like, I feel like maybe this is what happens when you reach your mid-30s and you just like... <laughs> Let's talk about how we do, how we do chores. <laughs> so exciting. Such yeah. good stuff. Um, but you guys, I mean, gang, I'm trying to say you guys less oh. because it's a gendered 
term. I use friends a lot. Hi, Hi friends. friends. So yeah. I try to like, I'm trying to um, change my language a bit. So I am trying to say, I like, is gang like good? Like, hey gang. Yeah, I think gang like, works okay, fine. Gang. I know like, cause that's what I'm going for. Also funnily um, enough, I consider guys gender neutral, but whatever. I know, right? But just because we d- to consider it gender neutral. Doesn't make it gender neutral. Doesn't make it gender neutral. Um, just to let you guys know, we could maybe talk about this more, too. Yes, yes. This could be a whole other topic. Definitely. <laughs> gender inclusivity. Um, I just, I actually have a really interesting thing about gender inclusivity. Uh, the Washington State Bar just did, a, like, a CLE on microaggressions. And they talked about how putting your pronouns in your signature line was a way to make it more acceptable for other people to do it and to like sort of end the microaggressions around that which was really interesting i just hadn't thought about about it that way with i have a highly gendered name i mean margaret is not yeah. something that's mistaken so i don't usually worry about putting it in my email signature because i use my full name professionally so thus i've already probably told you the genders i use yeah i haven't done that yet either and i've been seeing a lot more um as a you know she her pronoun user um, I, I, I was seeing people that I was like, well, why are you saying that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're, yeah. I mean, like, I know that you're a she, him or a, a, a she, her or a he, him. And now I, I hadn't thought of the fact that of it being, you know, um, an easier way for people who do need to state it, yes. um, being, you know, less targeted Yes, because and, of that. And I think it was just interesting when you brought up changing your language to try to be more gender, incl- or like more either gender neutral slash more inclusive that way yes. was the same thing that this like microaggression was like point was making. So it was interesting. So gang, we obviously haven't talked in a while. Margaret <laughs> <and> I. <laughs> so this is what it's like to be in a room with us. But we are on Instagram. You can find us at The Goal Crush. We are having fun over there. We'd love to see your comments so we can discuss them here or have a conversation with you online. We're also on Twitter now. I have been, you know, on there doing that. I saw that. Um, Yeah, right? Um, At The Goal Crush, of course, on Twitter. We're also on Pinterest at The Goal Crush. And you can find our show notes and access all other episodes on thegoalcrush.com. We are also, you're able to listen to The Gold Crush on Spotify, iTunes, and I think Stitcher. Like, I'm working on Stitcher. I know. I was going to say. I tried to redo it, and they were like, you're already on here. And I was like, are we? Because I thought we weren't. Just so you know, I put it on my monthly goals for The Gold Crush to finally figure out the fuck was up with Stitcher. Everyone, if you're ever curious, Spotify, excellent platform to work with. Easy (laughs) peasy. Yeah. So easy. Could not have been better um itunes took some work but we figured it out like it just was more difficult and stitcher has been absolutely incomprehensible i know right um but you can find us for sure on spotify for sure on itunes and eventually on stitcher we would love if you um this you friends (laughs) (laughs) you friends could go ahead and rate us on iTunes and give us a review because it's a great way for new people to find us um, and hear what we're talking about and join the conversation. So thank you so much for listening again. And um, you can always also send us an email at hello at thegoldcrush.com and we can answer any of your questions or talk about anything you want us to talk about here. Yep. And I think on that note, I am going to go do my dishes. (laughs) All right. Well, good luck, Margaret. And thanks thanks for listening, gang. Bye.